MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's important that we talk about colorism. And as much as we love shade and reads and all that, you get you gotta you gotta use your platform. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these quick ads. Welcome to Reality with the King. It's me, Carlos King, the king of reality TV and one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television with over 10 years of production experience. Once a week on Reality with the King, we'll sit down with my friends across the entertainment industry, recap our favorite reality shows, and revisit unforgettable moments that we are still talking and tweeting about. Hey, Raindrops. Woo! Baby, it feels so good to be back and reunited with you all. Thank you so much for the outpour of love y'all showed me last week on my episode with Jacqueline Larita from the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Ooh, we have so much more exclusive interviews coming for you guys this season, and I cannot wait to share it with you. On this episode of Reality with the King, we are going to get into the alleged incident <laughs> with Brandy Glanville and Caroline Manzo during the filming of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 4. Now, y'all know I touched on this a little bit last week's episode with Jacqueline Larita, where I did ask her how Caroline was doing, and child Jacqueline said she wasn't doing good at all. This incident has been the headlines these past few weeks, and we're going to get into it, baby. But before we get into that alleged assault, this incident has been the headlines these past few weeks, and we're going to get into it. But before we get into this alleged assault, let's get into this Real Housewives of Potomac reunion part two. Because I have a lot to say, and child, some of y'all may not like it. My plan was to give you guys my user recaps that, you know, we talk about the good stuff, the fun stuff and all that. One thing about me... I can't hide how I feel. I can't sit up there and be mixed spaces and not feel the need to address myself. I keep it all to be real. We're going to get right into it, and this may not be a fun episode because I am pissed off, and I'm very disappointed with what was displayed on the Real Housewives of Potomac Part 2 reunion. I am disgusted. To raise the topic of colorism, 
and to give it two minutes to talk about is a disgrace to the Black viewers. Let's talk about it. I don't care who I offend. You can unsubscribe, unfollow, unlike me. That goes for everybody involved, the cast, the crew. At some point, you have to stand up for what is right, regardless of the consequences. And what I saw display on that stage tonight was some bullshit. How dare you sit up here and give an, a topic of colorism two minutes to a cast full of black women. This program is watched by black viewers. I don't care about Mia throwing a drink. I don't care about the lies about Wendy sleeping with Peter Thomas, allegedly. I don't care about none of that. I'm sick and tired of black people who are in white spaces not having a discussion to shift and change the narrative. What is the fucking point? of being on television with all of those eyeballs, if you're not going to sit up here and have a real in-depth conversation about colorism that affects the community. So when it was brought up that, okay, well, we asked the ladies if they wanted a moderator and they say no, you know what? I, I'm cool with that. I would have said, you know what? We don't need a moderator. But with all due respect, Andy, we would like for you to leave the stage so us black girls can have it amongst ourselves. So we don't feel like we're in front of uh, Mr. Rogers in the neighborhood. Go backstage. The way you left your stage for Nicki Minaj, we would like for you to leave and let us black girls have a real conversation and not feel the need to sit up there and feel like we're talking to, you know, each other in a very reality-style way. That's what I would have done as a cast member and that's what I would have done as an executive producer of the show. Nevertheless, Candace brought out her iPhone and read a definition, which is, which is great. Y'all sit up and argue so much about uterus, taxes not being filed. But when it's time to show how educated, because y'all love to talk about the HBCUs y'all went to. So let's see the education. Let's see the intelligence of the conversation. Do I think the cast are colorists? I don't think they are conscious of it. I really don't think they believe that what they're doing is a result of colorism. It is not a coincidence that the Black women who are being isolated on Potomac have always been darker-skinned women. It's something that subconsciously these women have that they're failing to recognize amongst themselves. And that's why I'm angry. Because that should have been a conversation that, at this point, maybe should have been a moderator. I would have said, I believe that you guys are so rooted in your light skin privilege that you don't know that subconsciously, when you are targeting these darker-skinned women, you're doing it possibly because of what you were experiencing in your childhood. Candace, Monique, Wendy, all three have been isolated to a degree. Sharice was at some point, but because Sharice has more money than all of those ladies combined, they had no choice but to bow down. Mia throwing a drink on Wendy was the first example of, y'all truly don't know that subconsciously, y'all have a certain ideology about Black women with African features. It's the same thing Kenya Moore experienced on Atlanta. Is Kenya Moore a villain on the show? Okay, yes, but Mia isn't. Kenya Moore may have scooted Tootie, Kim Fields that is, from her seat, but she didn't throw a drink at her. And y'all read Kenya for filth. Mia throws a Cosmopolitan from Carrie Bradshaw's drink of choice on Mia's face, and y'all be like, yeah, 
Yes, Miss Mia, honey. Yes, you did that, girl. So when Candace said on my podcast that she believes the audience is colorist too, yes, I believe everyone needs to look within themselves to unearth the sheer possibility that there could be some evidence of subconscious colorism that they may not recognize. It's not a coincidence that Monique, Wendy, and Candace have been isolated. Light skin privilege is Karen Hooger having the first seat when she didn't say two words, but Robin was boring. And Giselle, how dare you say, okay, finally we can move on. You are the granddaughter of a civil rights activist. Your name holds weight in the community activism. What is more important than to really have this conversation? You guys are Black people in these white spaces. It is your fundamental job as a Black person when you are in a white space to educate those who may not know. I had Megan McCain on my show. Me and Megan had a conversation about it. I launched my first episode of Reality with the King with Ebony K. Williams discussing being the first Black woman on New York Housewives. It was no question. Me and my executive producer at the time, Jasmine Henley Brown, a Black woman. My producer, Sierra Spragley-Ricks, a Black woman. Because the first episode of my podcast was supposed to be about the greatest housewives of all time. The three of us, three Black people, after we taped Ebony's interview, we had a production meeting, and we all collectively agreed it is more important to launch your podcast with Ebony's interview because it shows that Carlos King isn't just this gay, whimsical, yes, honey, you know, reality fan, the king of reality TV, all those things. We all collectively said we can really launch this podcast by having substance. I'm an openly gay Black man. And if you are a fan of mine as a white person, then you need to see all sides of me. So I said, okay, final say. We are going to launch Reality with the King podcast with Ebony K. Williams' interview. And the rest was history. Because that's what you do as a Black person in white spaces. You sit up there and you stand 10 toes down on your fundamental belief. When I hosted the Bell Collective reunion last season... We had the topic of colorism on the show. I never have kids on my reunions, really. But we had Gucci and JJ's kids on because they had a conversation about colorism. Angela Dugan, she's the VP of Development and Programming. A Black woman said, we need to have a conversation about colorism. We had a two-part Bell Collector reunion. We were running behind. When you are running behind, you have conversations about like, okay, let, let's lose this segment. Do we need this segment? Well, they kind of touched on that earlier, so we don't need it. There was a conversation about, okay, do we lose the kids from this segment? Angela Dugan said, absolutely not. We need to talk about colorism. She said, this show is taped in Jackson, Mississippi. And it's important that we talk about colorism. Because in the South, listen, colorism exists all over the world, Right? Not only was it a topic on the show, but it's a topic around the world. But in the South, it's a, it's a big topic. Child, I don't cry on my podcast. I'm getting emotional because when you are surrounded by people who care, and, and that's why I'm getting emotional, because Angela cared. She said, no, we're not going to cut this segment. No, we're going we're gonna to keep it. We're going to keep it because it's important. And as much as we love shade and reads and all that, you, get, you gotta, 
You gotta use your platform. She said, Carlos, you're a black man and you're hosting the reunion. We're not coming to this segment. I am not on this platform of being the king of reality TV and all this stuff, not to do nothing with my privilege. So for you guys to reduce an important conversation and discussion to two minutes and to laugh it off and to not take it seriously was a slap in the face to the black audience, the black consumer, and to the white audience who now is going to look at us and say, child, they don't take nothing seriously. We had a four-part reunion about Erica Jane and Tom Giraldi's alleged situation. Four parts. We should have devoted an entire episode of colorism, if y'all want to talk about it. Child, we are just getting started. Stay tuned. When we come back from break, we are going to get into the Brandy Glanville of it all. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get back into the show. Okay, let's start from the beginning. My good friend, Dave Quinn, who you know is a People Magazine editor and friend to the show of Reality with the King, he released the exclusive story about what went down in Morocco on The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 4. Y'all know I know everything. I can't tell y'all everything I know. Child, I can't tell y'all everything. So, there's a very small group of people (laughs) where we have these private conversations. And unlike other folks, I don't feel the need to give y'all all all the exclusives. Because if I would do that, child, people would talk to me. So, I was hearing what was going down in Morocco. And it's funny because I was reading on the Twitter all of these assumptions people had like, oh, there was a big physical altercation between Caroline and Brandy. Oh my gosh, Brandy brought up Dina Manzo and Teresa and that's what set them off. And the whole time I'm reading this, I'm like, y'all don't even know, that ain't even the tea. So look, I am a journalist. Hey, Portia, yes! I like to cite sources who are credible. Because just because someone slides in your DMs to give y'all tea anonymously, y'all run with that narrative for likes and clicks, we don't do that at Reality with the King. So once again, if you hear it out of my mouth, then you know that it's the real deal. So my good friend Dave Quinn, who by the way, anytime Dave reports something, it's the truth. Because Dave Quinn from People Magazine is a credible source. He's a journalist, okay? So they're taping Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 4. So the cast consists of Eva, Phaedra, Vicky Gulveston, Gretchen, Alex McCord, Brandy Glanville, Caroline Manzo, and Camille Grammer, okay? That's the cast. Great cast, right? I can't wait to see Alex McCord. I love some Alex, okay? So, you know, those trips film for like seven days because you're shooting 24 hours. So you don't need more than seven days for a couple of episodes on Peacock. So Dave Quinn is reporting that according to sources, what happened between Brandy and Caroline is Brandy allegedly was trying to make out with Caroline. Look, Brandy's a good time. Brandy is very flirty. Brandy has admitted to being bisexual. Brandy likes men, women, Brandy is sexually free. She's a Scorpio. (laughs) Anyways, according to People Magazine, 
Brandy was trying to make out with Caroline multiple times. And Caroline wasn't having any of it. Now, look, I know Caroline Manzo personally. I worked on The Real Housewives of New Jersey seasons one and two. I know Caroline Manzo very, very well. The thing with Caroline is she's good TV. And Caroline gets good television. Like, I enjoy working with Caroline because she gets it. And I want to say this about her, which I don't think a lot of people know this, so I'll say it. Caroline likes to make good TV. She's all about, like, Carlos, I get it. You want me to talk to Danielle? I'll have the one-on-one. Like, I know what that would mean. You want to shoot me driving in my Range Rover, cut to Danielle driving in her Range Rover, and then we meet up, have spaghetti, call each other clowns, and keep it moving. I get it. I know that's what you want. It'll be good TV. I'll do it. Caroline is a fantastic housewife. She never gave me any problems. She was always open about what Albie was going through, Lauren and Chris. However, .com, Caroline is also very conservative. Think about it. Remember on Jersey season two, when we brought up Kim G, okay, and Kim D? And remember how Kim G was just like the original Golden Girl? Because the G in Kim G stands for Golden Girl. Like Kim G gave you, honey, I'm so rich. I am going to live my life. I'm going to wear a mini skirt. I am going to flirt with the waiter. Like, Kim G was all about that. Caroline wasn't about that life. Caroline would say, Carlos, I get good TV. I ain't doing all that. So I know Caroline personally to be very conservative. There's a limit with Caroline, just like there's a limit with Lisa Vanderpump. It's just lines you don't cross. Like, they're very conservative women. And Caroline felt that her space was being violated. And she felt that this woman violated my personal space. If you want to get down and eat boxes, call yourself a postal worker, UPS, because you like a box, cool. That's on you, sis. To eat your own. That ain't me. Caroline felt uncomfortable to the point where she felt she was a victim of her space being violated. And so much so, she told the producers, like, I'm good. And she allegedly made a complaint to the producers. According to People Magazine, the producers spoke to the higher-ups. So what that means, guys, the higher-ups can mean anybody from the owners of the production company, which produces the show, or it could also mean the network executives. And because of the sensitive nature of Caroline's complaint, they all made the decision to send Brandy home. And then Caroline went home the next day by her own accord because she wanted to. One of the things that was reported was whose side the girls were on. So what we do know is Brandy is very close with Phaedra. And Phaedra is an attorney, honey. Come on, Johnny Cochran. But that also makes me wonder if the other girls on the show had a conversation about that from a legal standpoint. And Phaedra had the opportunity to, like, you know, give Brandy some advice. Because Brandy and Phaedra are close. The legalities of this situation is real and allegedly an investigation is being launched to really get down to the nitty-gritty of exactly what happened. This is unfortunate. And hear me out. We all like Brandy Glanville. She's a great reality star. You cast Brandy Glanville because she is wild. 
she revealed that her and Denise Richards allegedly had sex. Brandy likes to take things far. Brandy gets good TV. She's a wild card. But that's the other reason why a lot of the Beverly Hills housewives felt uncomfortable with having her around because they also understood we get good TV, but they all felt that Brandy goes too far. That's why you haven't seen Brandy as a full-time cast member on Beverly Hills. And I think based on what happened in Morocco, it cements Brandy ever coming back on Beverly Hills Housewife as a full-time housewife. But it does beg the question, when is too far going too far? I sometimes wonder, does that go into her bad behavior on reality TV because she's so desperate to get a check? Her main source of income is doing these reality shows. She's a single mom and she needs the money. So child, there is more developments going on The New York Post has now, allegedly, found more information in terms of what went down in Morocco between Brandy Glanville and Caroline Manzo. The New York Post is reporting that Brandy Glanville touched Caroline Manzo's breast area and vaginal area over her clothes during one interaction. In the words of Carlos King, this is bad. Michael Jackson bad, Lady Gaga bad, bad romance bad, this is bad. And child, it gets worse. Multiple sources claim the cast was partying as a group in a private home. They're saying it got so bad that Caroline locked herself in a bathroom. The New York Post allege that Glanville walked into the bathroom, locked the bathroom door, and allegedly pinned Caroline against the wall. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sources claim that Brandy put her hands on Caroline's breast area and vaginal area, and multiple sources corroborate that this actually happened. Wow, Brandy, if this is true, this is just, it's really bad. They're now alleging that, of course, alcohol was involved that there is no video of that bathroom incident that allegedly happened, but that there is audio of this happening because Caroline and Brandy Glanville were mic'd while this bathroom incident occurred. Allegedly, Brandy apologized to Caroline via a text message, and Manzo was moved to a hotel to get her out of the situation. And because of all this, sources are alleging that an investigation was launched. This is what happens when you try to have fun and you get sloppy drunk, allegedly. This is not okay if this is true. When we look at Brandy Glanville, look, we all say it. She's a fun girl. She's a great reality TV star. But there seems to be this reek of desperation that happens at the hands of these housewives. They behave so badly that they feel like they must do this in order to get camera time. In my years of producing reality TV, some reality stars just, they're desperate. They're not even thirsty. Because I could deal with thirsty. That's how bad some of these reality stars behave because they desperately want to be iconic. 
And you sometimes have to wonder, is this at the hands of the talent, the production, or the audience? These are real conversations to have. Because the audience rewarded Brandy constantly with, oh my gosh, she's great TV. We like that she gets sloppy drunk. This is the same woman who slapped Lisa Vanderpump in the face. When you look at what allegedly went down in Morocco, this is not okay, if this is true. And when you look at someone like Caroline Manzo, she's so conservative, I can only imagine what she was going through mentally. Because that is not something she even wants to be around with someone pinned her against the wall and touch her breast and vaginal area? When I say to you all, I am speechless at this behavior. And it's one thing to have fun and to say, you know what, I went too far, my bad, I was was drunk, fine. The part that I'm honestly struggling with is the fact that if Caroline removed herself from the situation and she went into a private area in the bathroom, the fact that, Brandy, you allegedly would go behind her in the bathroom, close the door, pin her up against the wall? What the fuck are you doing, yo? That is scary for anybody to be in. And then to do this in Morocco, where the laws are very different. So, Brandy, if this is true, you could have went to jail for a very long time. There's nothing funny about this. There's nothing comical about this. But again, for me, I keep going back to what is happening with these housewives. I know the money's good. I know that when they lose their housewife's job, they have nothing else to do. 99% of housewives, when they get fired or when they quit, they don't get a second chance in reality television. It's very, very, very rare. And I get that Brandy has two boys. I get that she's a single mom. But is there something wrong with this codependency relationship that she has with alcohol? It makes you wonder if there is something deeper going on in Brandy's mental to where you think this behavior is okay. And maybe Brandy needs to get off of reality TV and check herself into getting some help. Honestly, my hope is that Brandy gets the help that she needs. And my hope for Caroline, somebody who I know and love, my hope is that she is okay. Again, this is all alleged. But my hope is that Caroline is safe and is okay Because I don't care if you're 20, 30, 40, or 70. No woman, or man for that matter, should go through that. Some raindrops. I want to hear from y'all. Let me know what y'all think in regards to this alleged altercation that has happened between Brandy and Caroline. If this is true, do you all think this is the end of Brandy Glanville and her relationship with the network and Housewives altogether? Let me know. Tweet me and make sure you hashtag reality with the king. Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and yes, baby, my YouTube channel where you can get all of my visuals, baby, my expressions. Yes. And don't forget, tweet me your thoughts and hot takes 
about this episode using the hashtag #RealityWithTheKing. Reality with the King is a production of Kingdom Reign Entertainment. It is produced by Sierra Spragley Ricks and executive produced by me, Carlos King. Kingdom Reign Entertainment, baby. Yes. 